comfort, O comfort my people. These are God's ancient words to God's people, spoken through the prophet Isaiah nearly 800 years before the birth of Christ. Their relevance and timeliness, however, are just important to us sitting here today as they were then. If we just look around us, it's not hard to find people in discomfort, lives in exile, and a world that is in turmoil. God's words ring true in every age, place, and life because exile happens in every age, place, and life. Exile takes us into the wilderness, and in the wilderness, the mountains are high, the valleys are low, and the ground is rough and uneven. Many of us have climbed to the peaks of the mountains of arrogance, ego, and pride, just as many of us have slipped down into the valleys of despair, depression, and fear. And along the way, we have traveled the rough and uneven ground of sorrow, loss, and pain. Oftentimes, the wilderness, we need, in the wilderness, we need direction and guidance. Out of it is not so much about the geography around us as it is about the landscape within ourselves. And that's not just a description of our lives today in a society torn apart by political and social turmoil and in a world strife with conflict. But that's also a description of Israel in today's reading that we hear from the Hebrew Bible. And when Isaiah was inspired to write down the prophecies that God had given him, foreign armies had defeated the Israelites, taken them prisoner, and carried them off to a foreign land. Their homeland had been overtaken by others, and their temple, the very dwelling place of God on earth, had been destroyed. But, as the prophets had foretold for generations, it was not God that did this to them. According to the prophets, it was the Israelites that did it to themselves. But, it was God who would walk with them on their journey home. Every one of us sitting here could tell a story about a time when we were in exile, when we felt alienated from life, from ourselves, from those we love, and from God. Some of us may be in an exile right now. Exiles live in a foreign land, a land of guilt and regret, a land of fear sorrow, and despair. And that is never where God intended us to live. It is not our true home, but sometimes that is where we are. Thoughts, words, deeds, things done and left undone are the roads that lead into this land of exile. Sometimes we intentionally choose those roads for ourselves. Other times, it seems as if we have no choice. We do the best we can at the time. But many times, 
we find that we're simply ignorant of a better way, a different way, God's way. Because you see, there are many, many paths into exile, but there really is only one way out, and that is the way of the Lord. Like ancient Israel, we long to hear words of comfort. We want to know that one who is more powerful than us is coming. Not the one who overpowers us, but the one who is able to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. We want someone to love us, forgive us, heal us. And we want someone to take us home. Imagine, if you will, the darkest place of your life, the fear, the anger, the hurt. Your head is filled with guilt and regret, with should-haves and if-onlys. Over and over, the past is replayed to the point where you can no longer see any future. That is exile, alienation, and that is the wilderness. That is the situation into which God speaks words of comfort. Even when you see no way out, no hope, and you think that all is lost, it is God who cries out to you, comfort, oh comfort. And those are not sentimental or patronizing words. God doesn't put God's arm around us saying, there, there feel better. They're words of God's presence, encouragement, and of God's strength. They make possible the things that God asks of us. And in those words, God says, I have never forgotten you. I heard your cries. I have seen your need. My heart is broken because I love you. I am sending one to bring you home, one who is much more powerful than you. God sent Isaiah to carry his words of comfort to Israel and to us. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, God instructs Isaiah. Because God knows that life in the wilderness is fragile and it's hard. It's not a time for condemnation or judgment or ridicule. Because sometimes people in exile are only holding on by a thread. They need words of comfort, encouragement, and hope. God tells Isaiah to speak softly to their hearts and to call them home. Because after all, that is what repentance is really about. It's about realizing that you are walking away from God, turning around and coming home. When John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming this baptism of repentance, he was echoing Isaiah's words, it is time to come home. And it is repentance that prepares the way for the Lord to come. God's promise to us is that the mountains will be made low 
and the valleys will be lifted up. And the rough and uneven ground will become a level plain. The way will be prepared, not so that we can get out, but so that God in Christ might come in. God is always coming to us. There's no situation in which God cannot come to you. And sounding a bit like Diana Ross, Isaiah reminds us that there is no mountain high enough, no valley low enough, no ground rough enough to keep God from coming to you. Here is your God, Isaiah exclaims to Israel. In the foreign land of exile, here is your God. Just as God did those many, many years ago, God comes to us in the worst places imaginable. God gathers us in God's arms and carries us home. God's words of comfort come to us in our exile. Our wilderness is the geography of new beginnings, of reconciled relationships, and of salvation. And our journey to new life all starts with repentance. Repentance is not so much about the guilt of our past, but a hope that reveals a new future. Love and new life cannot be sustained by the same old ways. There must be a conversion, this change of heart. Because if new life and love are to last, we must start to question our usual ways of being and our usual ways of doing. We must be willing to grow and to change. We need to orient our life in a different direction and reprioritize our goals so that they better align with God's dream for a new and wonderful kingdom now and here on earth. We must face the truth of our life, not as the final judgment of our life, but as the foundation for our hope, expectation, and longing for the one who is coming and who is infinitely more powerful. So during this season of Advent, name those places of alienation and exile in your life. And you will also name the opportunities for repentance and for homecoming. Repentance happens when exile and words of comfort meet. We don't repent so that we can hear God's words of comfort. God speaks words of comfort so that we might repent and so that we might be led home. So comfort, oh comfort my people.